Welcome to Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. I'm your host, Luke Darnell. It's holiday time, which also means that it's Kansas City Barbecue Society election time. So this week's podcast is going to have a little different format. This week we have Jason Hardy with Elite Barbecue Smokers from South Carolina on the podcast who is running for the Kansas City Barbecue Society Board of Directors. He's a damn fine cook and an even better person. I think you'll like this episode and we'll learn a little bit about Jason's passion for a lot of things, but particularly barbecue. So please join me in welcoming Jason Hardy. All right. Good morning, Jason. How are you doing today? Good morning, sir. I'm doing wonderful myself. I'm doing great. Doing great. Getting ready for the holidays. Headed down, yes, your, headed down your way here in a little bit to see my father-in-law. So pretty excited about that. Well, it should be nice down here in the next few days. Get a little chilly, but... It warm up sunshiny days for the next few days. It's chilly for you guys. It's it's balmy for us. <laughs> I'm a Carolina boy, man. <laughs> it gets cold. It gets them bone chilling colds. I'm just I'm glad I'm keep heading south. Yep. Well, Jason, I want to thank you for being on here today. This is going to be a little bit different uh, podcast than I'm used to doing. In that, one of the things that I always believe in in terms of barbecue is supporting the organizations that make our our hobby happen such as kansas city barbecue society mid-atlantic barbecue association you know these things really do help drive participation they provide you know the goals and you know they provide the structure for what we do and i think it's very important you know, as these organizations are facing through COVID and, and other challenges in terms of access to the sport, I think it's important, and I've always held this belief that it's very important that cooks be leading the way. And this isn't to denigrate the importance of judges or organizers, but cooks. And I love the fact that you're both a cook and an organizer and probably a judge as well. And I would like to get your perspective on how you think being an organizer and a cook and a judge, what are the advantages of being involved in all of those roles in terms of you being elected to the KCBS board? Well, one thing I'm going to probably hear and start out the gate by making clarification on something other. So where you're saying you think cooks lead the way, um, I understand that. What I would say, though, is I think the perspective I think as KCBS, me, or the way I look at KCBS, it is not that we are cooks, we are judges, we are organizers, we are sponsors. Basically, we are KCBS. Because KCBS is a symbiotic relationship. Without any one piece of the puzzle, it's going to fall apart. Or it's not going to be completed, or it's not going to work. And so I think that the way I look at this is that we are KCBS. So what I, my biggest goal going forward is I want to create unity in this. And I want to have it where we are all working towards together to continue to make KCBS the greatest it is, the greatest it is, the competition barbecue food, competition food sport uh, organization out there, and that's what I think KCBS is today. I think it's a gold standard of that. I think Stan said that the other day, and I believe that's the God's honest truth. Yeah. I think we, as a group, can do that and get it better. Now, what you were saying about cooks, I think the thing we need to focus on is everybody has a passion. We are a mixed group of different 
people doing different things. I mean, what other competition go to when you got somebody in a million dollar rigs with super nice expensive smokers competing somebody in a pop up tent and at any day either one of them guys can win the contest. There's no other organization out there like it. So that's what I think we all need to understand. We all bring different traits, different values, different skills, different ideas, different thoughts to the table to add together we can make this work. But what we got to also remember is we are very passionate about what we do barbecue because we do this every day, every weekend, a lot of us do, and we're passionate about it. We practice at home, we cook, we cook for family, we cook competitions. So what we got to do is remember, when anybody's passionate about something other, they start putting blinders on, and they start looking at the whole world through what their blinders are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when we need to take our blinders off and let's work together as a group, as we are KCBS, and make it better and carry it to the next level. Okay. But kind of going also to what you were saying about from my perspective of how it helps helps me do what we do with organizing contests. I think somebody's asked me a question the other day, like how do you choose contests? And uh, they were like, you choose it based on the payouts. And I don't. I, check, I choose a contest based on who's going to be there, are the people nice to deal with, are the, the trophies cool? Uh, is the location <laughs> not? Payout's not my priority. I agree completely. So I think, yeah. And so I think when we basically say what I'm looking for for contest is let's get it back to the basics. Now, so we've done the Rupert's Teak Series this year because we're at campgrounds, so not at the basics. But we just, it was cash in, cash out, and it's as simple as we can get contests at the time you know, inside the COVID rules. And we had a good time, and it was a lot of fun. I think that's what we need to look at as far as KCPS. What can we do to make this fun? What can we do to make this enjoyable? And I think we got to be unified to do that. Right. I I had the joy of cooking one of those uh, Rufus Teague contests this year. I got into it kind of at the end. (laughs) And and, uh, down in Galax, Virginia, which is not to denigrate Galax, Virginia, but they've had a contest down there for years and I... After we won one of the fiddles, I said I was never going to go back. And then here come the Rufus Teague contest. And I'm like, man, I got to go back to Galax. But you're exactly correct. We had a great time. I cooked by myself and had a lot of friends, met a lot of new people. And it was, you know, about as, it was about as simple as you could make it, which made it so efficient and so clean that I left out of there saying, man, this is a great concept. It was really enjoyable. I think that's the thing of it. I think sometimes we try to make it too complicated. We try to get it too many moving parts and try to get too too many people to make happy and we lose sight that we're just out there. All we want to do is cook barbecue. Right. Uh, we want to win a trophy and cook barbecue. Absolutely. So you've been cooking since about 2014. Am I correct with that? I've been cooking KCBS. I started out cooking in about 2010 in the South Carolina Barbecue Association. Okay. And then I made the jump over to KCBS in 2014. I think this year I actually crossed the 100th competition I've been in. Yep. Um, You're at 105. <laughs> 105. Thank, thank you, Barbecue Data. <laughs> yeah, Barbecue Data. <laughs> I, uh, That's a good, good website. It's a fantastic website. So you mentioned earlier that you know you wanted to bring the fun back. Would you say since you started in KCBS that that's the number one thing that you've seen kind of fall away from contests? I think honestly, in my opinion, 
probably, I don't know, 2019, I would say it was the year, 2018, 2019, that it was getting so serious that it was becoming a job. Yeah. Um, I think because we had a bunch of contests with some really high payouts. We were, everybody was just treating it as a job and not treating it as a hobby. And I think it was getting to the point where we lost some teams. Mm-hmm. When COVID's hit, we've lost some, a few more teams. I mean, we've had some guys been cooking for a, a number of years that's basically just kind of fallen by the wayside or decided they're not going to do this. I think some other factors come in there, but I think that, that it, it quit being the most fun it could be and started being kind of like a challenge. And then you go home and you tell your wife or tell your the other significant other, you're like, hey, um, I didn't get a call this weekend. I spent X amount of dollars, but I'm going next weekend to do it again. <laughs> For too long, you got to ask the question like, why are we doing this? Um, and I think that's kind of where we've, we've done it. I mean, this year, the, the Roots of Teak series, the cash-in, cash-out concept, was kind of a baptism by fire because of the Darlington, I know NASCAR basically threw down the rule there right there at the 12th hour that we couldn't have a contest at racetrack. It wasn't Darlington's fault. It was just COVID was out there and nobody knew what was going on and knew how serious it was. And they made a call that was probably the right call for NASCAR. And we had to scramble around quite people come from all over the place. We ended up relocating to a new location, and that's where cash-in, cash-out came from, and we had an awesome time. I think it's probably one of the best grand, tro- grand champion trophies I've ever, I've ever seen. I went to the pawn shop, bought a $60 fish guitar, brought it back to the, to the contest, had every team sign it, and had every judge sign the back of it, and that was our grand champion trophy. That's fantastic. And it was just a lot of fun. And I think that's whenever we looked at it, we were like, dang, because we were trying to justify a huge payout, getting all this stuff together, get the public involved and do all this stuff. When at the end of the day, let's just cook barbecue. Right. And you mentioned something earlier that I really can identify with when you said that you don't chase payouts. I, I don't chase payouts either. I don't think that's not the reason that I cook barbecue. And if you have a cool trophy, that will get me there more than anything. <laughs> yeah, no, really. I'm a sucker for musical instruments. And I can't even play them. <laughs> I am too. That was going back to Galax. They had these fiddles. And if you won a category, you got a fiddle. Or if you won, if you won reserve, you got a guitar. If you won grand, you got a banjo. And you know, I was hot on these fiddles and we went down there four years in a row, couldn't crack it, couldn't crack it. And then the last time we went down there, we won chicken and walked back with the fiddle. And I looked at Kim and I said, we don't ever have to come back here again. I finally got a fiddle. (laughs) And then Jason Hardy makes me come back to Galax. (laughs) Yeah. We're giving out barbecue sauce for our trophies. I know. It's pretty cool though. They look pretty cool on the, uh, on the mantle. Yeah, I know. That was, I was talking with Rufus D. I'm like, trying to come up with ideas for trophies. I was like, well, you got a, you already got the trophies, man. Just put a barbecue sauce, put a different label on it, and let's go. <laughs> I mean, keep it simple. Absolutely. One of the questions I like to ask uh, guests on this podcast, and I don't want to 
focus focus this totally on your running for the KCBS board, but I think it's important given that the election's coming up. What skills in your everyday life and real life, as I call it, what skills do you think that you've acquired over the years that will help you prepare to be on the KCBS board? Well, my full-time job is a project manager. I build schools, manage school construction for the school district here, been a general contractor and developer and all this stuff in the past. One of the things as project manager is I'm basically leading and managing projects. And I'm running, I don't know how many projects right now, probably 30 projects. Wow. But what I've, what I've always learned about that is you're only as good as a group of people and team you assemble to, be, to build that project. I don't care if it's a school or if it's a doghouse. You're only as good as the people and the tools that you have at your disposal to make that happen. But when you got those tools there, you need to have the leadership to kind of put everybody in the right game plan to go forward to be successful. Yeah. And I think as a project manager, <laughs> I've seen all kinds of things with projects go south. Now, I've never been on the KCBS board, of course. So I don't know the problems they deal with. But I do think that as my experience as a project manager allowed me to come in there and understand that the number one rule in any project is that we are not finished yet. We've got time to recover from any mistake made. Mm-hmm. So don't ever, don't ever give up on, on a project. You give up on a project, then that's flip. You don't have that option to build a school. Because kids are going to start on this day. So what do we got to do to make this thing work and be finished? Because on that day, I got 1,700 kids coming to school. Yeah. So I don't, I can't, you can't tell me that ain't going to work because it's going to work. So what do you need from me to help you make that work? And I think from, from that perspective, um, it allows me the opportunity to come in here. And my wife tells me all the time, I'm always a guy with glass, glass half full. Yep. I don't have, you don't have the option of being empty. You've got to be full. you got to be positive. you got to let's keep going forward. And that's what I think in there. But I think the big part of that, to get back to what you said, is any one person in this, in this group is, is needed and is critical in there. But what we got to remember is it is not one person that's going to make the whole world whole will go around. It's everybody in that whole group. Everybody on the board, everybody's case gets member, everybody on these Facebook things to start focusing on the positives of what we can do with KCBS Barbecue and not on the petty negatives that's going to sit there and make them a Facebook warrior. Right. That leads into like some some of my next questions. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think is missing from KCBS contests, but not just KCBS contests, but barbecue in general? What do you think is missing right now? I don't know if anything truly is missing. What I would say with that is, is we have a, because if you say it's missing, you're saying that all the contests across the country, teams and everybody are not doing this. And I don't necessarily, I think they're all doing this. And what I think we need, we need to do better is we need to cross-communicate. And I'm not talking about from a team's from recipe perspective. But I'm talking about from a perspective of an organizing, from a perspective of judging, from a perspective of, of how to make contests grow, from a sponsorship type thing. Yeah. And they need to, the only way it's going to happen is you create what I, I think about questions and answers. When you want a football team, you've got a team captain. All right, the team captain's job is to get everybody motivated towards a goal of that game plan. 
defense, offense, doesn't matter. You got to be focused on that game plan. It's our focus on here to keep them guys from having the the long the long plays, or is it our goal to keep that running that quarterback contained? Whatever our goals is, that's what the goal of Cat Captain. I think KCBS can take the people we have now and basically have captains. So when we got new organizers coming into the mix, they don't come out here and just be baptized by fire. They say, okay, here, let me help you. This is what we've done on these contests to be successful. This, on this contest to be successful. What is your goal? What can we do as KCBS to help you be successful so you come back next year? That's and good. I think that's yeah. something we can do better. Go ahead. No, no that's great perspective. I, I think that I think in this age, especially with so much information out there that a lot of people operate under the guise that communication is better now. And I would argue that the field is a lot more crowded and communication is actually worse. You need to be a lot more succinct and a lot more targeted. Right. I mean, I think the communication, like you said, I think there's so much communication out there that I wouldn't say it was it was fake or wrong communication. I would say it's misinterpreted communication because yeah. we're we're assuming that it means one thing based upon the information that we currently have, where it may be something else based upon uh, different information. Yeah, yeah. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's get into elite barbecue smokers. <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina team, down from the dirty. Big Clemson fan. Yes, sir. Who who has impacted your life the most in competition barbecue? I don't know that answer that question, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I do barbecue, competition barbecue, for a little bit different reason than, than you or anybody would have guessed. One of my biggest joys to this is uh, barbecue church. If you go to the contest I'm at, there's I do barbecue church. I've only been in one contest and I got scared off from doing it. Um, <laughs> and that and that was a jack. I went to the jack. I was just a little bit stage shocked there, but I was pretty much rookie. Get into it. <laughs> Didn't know many people, but I always do barbecue church, and I think that the Lord's blessed me to come out here and do barbecue and to do this. So. It would probably be my parents and the fact that they tell me to go out here and live my life the way Jesus Christ and the Lord wants me to live my life and to do things to help honor him. And I think barbecue I think barbecue church has allowed me to really reach out to a lot of different people. So so from a from that perspective that's been my most influential. Yeah. Now I think one of the people that I've got the most information from was uh uh Warren County Choppers. <laughs> and I just went blank on the name. Donnie Bray. Donnie Bray, because I took his class. And it was like, because I took his class early. We was just getting into KCBS. And me and my wife were like, well, we're going to do this. Let's take a class. So we, everybody said, take a class. So let's take a class. And he was on top of the game. And I took Actually, I met him in Myrtle Beach at, uh, before that. And then that's when we said, let's take the class. So from information of how to look at competition barbecue and how to prepare for it and things like that. He's been the most influential person I've ever done. He probably know me from Adam's house cat. Yeah. But that's what done it. Jackie Price is another one that's <laughs> been a really great person, a good friend to talk to, good friend to deal with. Um, <laughs> John Red with a Redneck Scientific, I took his class. Um, he gave me some really good information on different things I've been doing. Um, sometimes he's a good person you take him a grain of salt sometimes <laughs> um, uh, but 
there's just a lot of people out there. It's not it's not one person. Yeah. I think it's been influenced. So I think that's the thing that we have to get back in barbecue. And I think one of the biggest things as far as what barbecue is missing, it is a development program to help new teams come out here and be competitive and not get their teeth kicked in and not show back up the next week. That's a good I point. I think that's something. Because there's some really heavy hitters. I think one person said the Rufus Teak Series like the all-star series of barbecue this year. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I walked I can't walk into that Galax contest looking at the team sheet going, okay, there's 25 teams here. 22 of them can win. <laughs> but I enjoy cooking things like that. Those are the kind of contests that I kind of look for because I, I love cooking against the best and I love, you know, seeing where we stack up. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Are you technology driven in your cook? I started out that way. I actually, the reason I started getting Casey Kiss barbecue was to sell smokers. I had a dream of being uh, building smokers and becoming uh, world renowned smoker builders. And I really do enjoy building smokers, but, I'm, but it was kind of a hobby, not a business. Uh-huh. But at the time, I had the fan control systems and I had an automatic water control system, my water smoker. Yeah. So I had a catwalk smoker. <laughs> and so that was technology, used all the agrios and all this other stuff at a time. And I've got probably a college tuition worth of electronics at the house from, from cooking. <laughs> now I use a thermopin. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the the almighty thermopin. That's I've eliminated the that answer from the next question, which is what purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your barbecue life? Because everybody would say Thermopen. So I try and dive deeper because one of the things that I'm looking for here is what's something that a new pit master can go spend a relatively little amount of money on that'll really improve their their cook and improve their game. So I would say that the, the thing I would tell everybody to do is to buy two things. Number one, buy a toolbox. Number two is buy uh, some like plastic tote containers, storage containers you can put your rubs and sauces in. And in that toolbox, you take everything you cook barbecue, you reduce it down to what fit in that toolbox, and that's what you take to barbecue competition as far as what you have as far as you put your hands on it. Your knives, your cutting boards, well, you cutting boards, you don't fit in there, but your utensils and stuff like that. Have it where it fit in that toolbox. And then design your cook around that toolbox. I think when you start carrying too much pieces in there, at the last five minutes, you get a frazzle, you can't find this special piece for this one particular thing whenever you've got a whole drawer full of stuff that will work. Yep. Oh, that's great advice. In terms of your candidacy for KCBS, it, you get elected to a three-year term. Is there one thing that you would like to see happen during that three years? I think we need to get, I think we used it this year with the email and results out contest. I think that helped eliminate an expense on the contest on the organizers and made this process simpler and smoother and i think even on the results results out of something we need to do i'd love to carry it to the to elevation of a of an app for your phone so it's all posted on there immediately but i'm not sure the timeline to do that or what all it take to get into that for kcbs mm-hmm. i mean something we need to happen is to create an app because i think one of the one of the things i've heard the most complaints about is from different people is what can we do to help improve communication? And I know we said communication before, but I'm talking about like, why don't you have an app on there saying, hey, pop up, uh, deadline this contest is due in two, in two weeks. Yeah. Or 
this contest was just posted online or hey you're in this area here within a 250 mile radius of your of your, of your location right now you got these contests coming on there mm-hmm. or just the news coming on there or this results come on there or this is the team standards i think that from something that uh we can go towards the other thing i'd like to see and i would love to see kcps team of the year for just like the turkey and and for state now i understand that's gonna be something i need to start basically recreating or training some additional judging classes for that but it's not hard to do that if we can line them up Mm -hmm. because i think having a state comp kcps team of the year state contest where you get to be the team of the year in the country and state at the KCBS level would be the next level of competition barbecue for the state cooks. Now, I know it goes up against SEA, nothing against SEVA, but I think whenever we say we're KCBS, we need to focus on what can we do to continue to make KCBS better because I'm a firm believer and if you had a business, you're either growing or you're stalling. Mm-hmm. As cooks, we understand. When you stall, you have to push through there. Yep. So we have to continue on to the next level. And I think we need to fine-tune the, the formats we right. do, but we need to add to it. I want to go back to what you said about the emailing of results. <laughs> because my first it, my first introduction to that was the Rufus T. Contest, contest in Galax. It allowed us to have awards at 3 o'clock, maybe even a little before 3 o'clock. And... Yep. At first, I, when I was talking to Jerry and Roxanne about it, I was like, I don't necessarily know that I'm a fan of this, you know, because I've never been the one that did it like that before. And at the end of the day, I think it worked fantastically. I really, I mean, it was cool to get the results in my email. I sent it immediately to my wife who wasn't even there so she could critique me. I, I didn't see anything wrong with it at all. I didn't see a negative to it. The thing about it is, is we'll have the limited capacity to print out a few of them if somebody wants them. Now, I'm thinking that those allow the judges to be there for awards. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big thing that this year we've seen Rufus T. We had more judges standing around for the awards. Now, granted, most of the Rufus T's we've done this year, well, all of them, frankly, was basically private events. Mm-hmm. And they were private contests. All we were doing is cooking barbecue. Now we had campgrounds. We started giving barbecue to other people, campers around us, or not give it to to people hosting us, whatever. But it was a private type of event. Yeah. And therefore, when we private type of event, we're we're focused on just cooking barbecue, and it was so relaxing. <laughs> but then we got around, and the judges were hanging around after after that. They go around and talk to teams, and see, see it. And then we email results, and then the the judges is seeing kind of who walked the stage and put names and faces and just hanging out. I mean, when's the last time you been to barbecue contest with a swimming pool at the contest? Yep. We've done that at Rufus T. Yep. I mean, Absolutely. That's what we've done at Rufus T. I mean, bring the whole family out there and camp for the whole weekend out there at a campground and have all these amenities to it. I think we got 12 or 13 on the books next year. Take Rufus T and I want to have this thing nationwide. And I know Rufus T wants to put this nationwide. Yeah, that's a great goal. That's a great goal. I want to thank you for being on here today. So I want to jump into our my rapid fire questions because I think these are especially important to get to know who Jason Hardy really is as a person. <laughs> so do you have a favorite pre, during, or post-competition meal? 
If I'm going to get starting at lunch, I'm going to get cows on I like it. Do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? Probably a bottle of bourbon. That's my favorite present. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually excited because I'm heading down your way and uh, a couple of my favorite liquor stores are right there in Myrtle Beach. So I'm looking forward to checking them out. That and get gifts. I'll get gifts in my pretty <laughs> What do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? Anything negative. And being a cook's critiquing a judge's comment card or whatever else. Laugh about it. We can cry about it. But we don't need to ridicule somebody doing it. That being stated, I think I've seen the meeting minutes from the first KCBS uh, judging class. And one of the things I said in there, you need to be willing to defend your scores to the teams that you give the scores to. Nobody read that. Just kind of look at the archives. It's pretty interesting. Hmm. But I really think that we that we don't need to come out there and beat up somebody because they they basically post something or do anything belittle anybody. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I think that's wrong. I think we need to stop that. Okay. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere in the world with anything on it that would get a message out to millions or billions. What would it say and why? I put a billboard on everyone across the country and tell you that um, Jesus saves. And if you don't believe it, then keep on because in the afterlife, God help you. It's going to be a bad day. <laughs> okay, Jason, last question. What's an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? A bueno chocolate from gas stations. What is bueno chocolate? If you never had it, go to the gas station and find a little bueno. It's called bueno, it's a little chocolate, it's like a little wafer bar. It's very light, it's creamy chocolate, it's the best egg chocolate thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth, it's crazy. I don't go to the gas station, I'm out. I gotta be honest with you, I have learned so much about gas station food from around the country <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> than I ever thought dreamed would be possible. What many family miles we drive? Where's the number one place to go to? I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point, but I, I didn't know what a Tijuana Mama was until Donnie Teal told me about it. And I was like, i got to find one of these things. <laughs> so I now, mean, you can get it at the food line, I think Walmart, food line, where grocery stores, but it's just, I was in a gas station the other day. I wanted, I mean, a while back, I wanted a piece of chocolate. And I had these like two for three dollars. I'm like, okay. And bueno, <laughs> it means good. So yeah. <laughs> let's see if it lives up to it. But the same part about it, this thing's made in Italy. But how the heck you put a bueno on something made in Italy? But whatever. Well, I'm going to check it out later today when I'm down there. I'm going to find it. I mean, it is really, it's, it's crazy, but it's it's some of the best chocolate I've ever had. I mean, I was in Asheville, this high-end chocolate place, and I was tasting it, and I'm like, that's my buenos. This stuff here is just <laughs> too much. Give me my cheap buenos, and we good. <laughs> all right jason well thank you for being on you want to talk about uh where people can find you online and hit any sponsors on the way out well just look for the roof tea barbecues or throw down series um check them out on facebook we're gonna have some contests next year especially on the close one area in my, in my area in myrtle beach i mean in august i got two contests in myrtle beach back that weekend so you can literally go to fireland stay at campground on the beach and do a bar contest then we're gonna turn next weekend and be at North Myrtle Beach at Myrtle Beach Travel Park on the ocean having barbecue contests. And the whole time in between August, you're in Myrtle Beach down here. So 
help me sign up for those contests. Help me let them people understand that we're serious. We can bring a bunch of people to, to an area and enjoy it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So just look for that. Look for the barbecue shootout things we're putting on online KCBS also. Find me on Facebook. I'm Jason Hardy. Pretty easy to get a, hand, get a hold of. My phone number everything is right there on the website. Call me anytime. I'll help you do anything. Let me know. And vote. Yes, sir. Go out and vote. But vote with your heart. Vote for the people you really believe can come out here and do what we need to do to make KCBS continue to make it better and continue to keep going forward. we got some great people running it. If your heart feels you to go with whoever it is, vote for that person. Help that person be successful. Because if you just vote for them and then you don't be behind them, help them, help them do what they need to do, then it's a wasted vote. So vote, but stand behind them people and help them be successful. Give me support before and after the fact. Excellent. Well, thank you, Jason, for your time today. Thanks, sir. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. We'll have another episode for you next week featuring Steve Hayden from One Two Barbecue. You won't want to miss this conversation. There's some great things. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedenka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2020.